Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Today, we have Jamie Greenberg. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Jamie is a celebrity makeup artist. You're going to hear all about all of the amazing women that, and probably men, but mostly the women that she works with, some of which I'm a total fangirl. And uh, she's also the CEO of a company called Jamie Makeup. That's nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, So I want to start off a little bit by telling the audience you know, your background, how you started, and then let's go into how you created Jamie Makeup, because as we were just discussing, you know, I really love for women to hear about, you know, how these companies come about and how, like, what you think you started off doing is not necessarily where you end up going and how, you know, you can put the threads together to make something really amazing. Totally. Um, Yeah. So I really started from the bottom. I studied film and photography in college. And then when I graduated, I moved to New York City. I did the whole New York thing. Um, I got a job in editing. I had like a, a really cushy job on Spring Street. But like, you know, when you sit and do a lot of the grunt work and then sit in a dark room and just like bin all of the footage, you're like, if you're a people person, you realize pretty quickly that that is not for you. Right. Um, I feel like that's more of an introverted job. So I just like lived in New York and tried to figure out like, what else could I do? And I, I really tried everything. I mean, everything. I even did a little stand up comedy. Um, I tried many different types of jobs and I just was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I was like, maybe I don't have like that work thing. Maybe I just need to find a rich guy, but I was dating ah. my who's now a husband at the time and who's now my husband. But so, yeah, I was like, what do I do? And everyone's like, you always like makeup. You're always doing everybody's makeup, but it wasn't like even on the radar like that. I didn't know that you could like have a career in that. Right. But, um, my husband was in finance and he wanted to be in film. So we both were like, what should we do? Let's just pick up and move to L.A. So we actually got married before we left because my mom's like, I'm not doing a wedding cross country. <sighs> so she's from New Jersey. So we moved and my husband got a job PAing, and I got a job working at Ulta. And that's where it all began. So I, I really started from the very bottom in retail in Ulta, like, taking, you know, shipments off the truck at 4.30 in the morning, making $0 an hour pretty much. And I honed my skills and I learned about product and I learned about people and the way they look. And I I did more than 10,000 hours of people uh, doing makeup. And I fell in love more and more with it because, you know, there's such an amazing transaction when a woman comes in and she's frazzled and she's like, I want this, 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 this. I need a new look. I need the, you know, and you give them 
a look and they feel amazing and then they buy everything. So they feel great. You've made a sale and it's just, it's a beautiful transaction. So I was like, I want to keep doing this. And then as I evolved, I did everything I did, movie, TV, reality television. And then somebody showed me the celebrity side of things. And I was like, this is exciting. This is fun. I love entertainment. I love Us Weekly. Back then that was my Bible, but (laughs) so it's, it's not the same as it used to be, but yeah. So then I was like, I want to get into this. And then I got into it. I really just, the ball kept rolling. The excitement kept coming. And now I've been doing makeup for 20 years and yeah, I mean, it's an amazing career. And of course, like in any career you're in, if you're somebody who's self-motivated and, you know, likes to grow, I think no matter what I did right. in my life, there'd always be a point where I kind of hit a ceiling and I was like, all right, what's next? Yeah. How do I, they call it pivot. I call it evolve. How do I, yeah, evolve? Yeah, yeah. you know, how do I, yeah. How do you, how you continue to push yourself, you know? So let's go back to Alta. Like, so when you're doing all, if you're there at Alta, you went there specifically because you were interested in makeup and learning more about it and doing makeup. Yeah. So I went in with like a resume and my Ann Taylor loft suit and was like, hi, are you accepting new people? And they were like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> it's $7 an hour, or maybe it was even less than that. Four thirty an hour. It was something ridiculous that like, didn't really make and sense. Did they teach you how they wanted you to put makeup on? No, they really at Ulta, I'm sure it's changed now, but I was literally just, you know, there to stock shelves and ring people up and try to sell to them. But where I started, um, I started actually before we left in Oxford Valley, Pennsylvania, which is Bucks County. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you know, kind of this remote store. And my husband and I were staying in Bucks County at his parents' house before we moved west. And so I got a job doing that. And so there was nothing. But what I knew was from my own experience, I knew bare minerals. So when people would come into the stores, I would just like swirl tap buff everybody and they'd buy everything. And then working there, you get a lot of free gratis. Now, when I worked at the one in LA, that was more like premiere. So you would get a lot of salespeople from companies coming and and teaching you how to use their product. Yeah. 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 So then, then you'd have incentive. Cause you'd be like, Oh my God, like I, not only do I know how to use this product, but I like the person that came and taught it to us. So now there's a face and a name to a brand. And then I would sell the crap out of that product. Always a good salesperson. I'm a people person. I love people. I mean, right. on a good day. So <laughs> Then I worked at Bloomingdale. So Again, that was like my grad school for makeup because you're a re- when you're bored in retail, you play with product. You yeah. go to other counters and you're like, what's cool? What works? What's good? You know? And so that was the education for me is just playing, playing, playing and trying and really, really butchering some people like, oh, you know, you know, you did bad when nobody buys anything. Right. They're like, uh, thank you. And then they yeah. immediately go to the next counter and take it all off. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. So then you did that. And then after Bloomingdale's, where did you go? After Bloomingdale's, I worked, I worked at the Dior counter at Bloomingdale's. So after that, I went and freelanced for Dior. And so I'd go to like Saks and Sephora and, you know, anywhere that sold Dior. And then I picked up, you know, what's so funny. I think about when I was in Bloomingdale's and there's some makeup artists that like one of the guys that I worked with, this was like 20 years ago, 19 years ago. 
he is Billie Eilish's makeup artist now. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, but sorry, I just thought that just came in. No, but that's, I think it's so interesting to hear because everybody, you know, so many people and a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and my listeners are people who are on this track and I'm actually talking in the women's network and the keynote speaker tomorrow. It's like 40,000 young women who are in college, right? Now we all, you know, we go to college, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go sit in an office. Like you can do something that is more creative from a creative endeavor, you know, point of view and what you're doing, but you're also a businesswoman, you know, you have had to, you know, become this person that hustles sales for your own kind of, you know, clients, et cetera. And we're going to get into, you know, Jamie makeup next, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you know, go just like your husband finance to film, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stick with it. And there's ways that you can build on it. Um, and it's such an interesting trajectory that you, you basically went to grad school working at a Bloomingdale's, you know? Totally. And just so for your listeners, I just want to let you know, like, I didn't have any connection to LA. The only connection I had to LA was that I was born here and then my parents moved back East. So I just want you to know, I'm like a normal girl growing up in like the burbs doing like, you know, normal burb stuff. And I had no connections. So it really was hard work and finding something that made me excited that I know it's so cliche to hear, or as my daughter would say, it's cringe, but like to really find something that you like does not feel like work. And it's, no, it's true. How old is your daughter? She's 12. Oh yeah. Okay. Cringe. Yeah. Cringe. Mine are going to get close to that. They already call me sus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, okay. So, so then you start doing makeup for individual, like on TV and, and doing it that way. Right. Yeah. I worked actually like, I was like, maybe movies are my thing. And I did like one movie situation. And I was like, this is not my thing. It was like 16 hours and you have to keep a book of Polaroids of continuity so that you like can make the same makeup every day. Or this is after the wind blew. So her hair, you know, and it was like, oh my God, this is mental, but some people love that. And then I tried TV shows. Um, and that was kind of fun. And, I did that for a little while. And then you'd meet somebody who produced on another show and they're like, Hey, come with us to this show. So it was steady work. Then I got approached um, from a makeup school. I actually went and taught makeup school, which was like a great, we both gave and received. Like I learned from them and they learned from me because they were doing makeup that ended up becoming like TikTok makeup, like the most heavy, you know, draggy, like crazy makeup you've ever seen. And so I learned how to really do that too. Um, It's definitely not my aesthetic, but I appreciate everybody's, you know, output, every, whatever people like to do good for you, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah. yeah, I try, I literally dabbed in everything. And then on Craigslist of all places, my husband found an ad for a brand called deluxe beauty, which was owned by Jillian Dempsey, who is Patrick Dempsey's wife. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She was looking for a salesperson. So I went, I interviewed. And when I interviewed, they brought me to her office and I interviewed with her sister who was running the makeup line. And in the office were all these tear sheets for those of you who are young and don't know what a tear sheet is. It's like a magazine, you know, you tear it out of the magazine and put it up and they were all celebrities. And they're like, yeah, she does all these girls. And I was like, 
what? Like I had never even thought of that as an avenue to travel down. And I was like, that's exciting. Yeah. So I started selling for her and then she let me assist her. And that opened my world up to this celebrity makeup world of all these artists. And she was represented by an agency. So I would email the agency, hound the agency, send cookies to the agency. Like I wasn't a stalker. I definitely like spaced it out. I read the room, but they kept me on their, you know, on their, I was going to say Rolodex. God, I'm ancient, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but they, you know, they remembered me and then they started to give me, I would assist other makeup artists. And then they would start to throw me little actresses that nobody really like brand new actresses that nobody knew. And I did well for them. And so it just, again, it was like a snowball effect. Let's not forget that I definitely worked my ass off for like 10 years before I started to really shine, you know? Right, right, right. And so who are some of your clients now? So um, Kaylee Cuoco from the Big Bang Theory and um, the flight attendant and many more stuff coming her way. Um, Rashida Jones. Love Rashida. I've known Rashida forever back in like just, oh, that, you know, I used to represent Mark Ronson. They were engaged at a time. Oh, yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea Handler. I mean, who doesn't um, like, you know, she's so amazing. She's the best. Um, I work with Kristen Stewart sometimes, um, Jane Levy. So I'm like, I almost, I'm always like, who do I do? And then yeah, like, I know, oh, yeah, I, I know. Do. Horn last night for the SAG award. She's on Better Call Saul. I mean, I've really done like I've done Gwyneth. I've I've done Heidi Klum. Like I've done a lot of people in this industry. Tracy Ellis Ross, Brittany O'Grady. The list goes on. I mean, it's so many people. Molly Shannon, Julie Bowen. I mean, again, I just so many people like always be like, oh, I used to work with her. Oh, I used to work with her. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But through this whole time, it always requires your personal time and attention, right? Right. Yeah. And there's only so many time in a day. And as we have already, you know, you're a mom and you're busy and you're a wife and you're, you know, you have a business. So tell us about then what, how did Jamie makeup come about and what exactly is it? Yeah. So I've been doing this, you know, door to door for, you know, a good over like a decade. And, um, when I first started, there weren't as many makeup artists. So like you could book three people in a row for an award show. You could book three people in a row for a day. Like that's just the way it would be. And now there's, it's become a very saturated market. There's Mm -hmm. so many makeup artists. So now I feel like a lot of clients, celebrities have their number one, number two, and number three. And that's kind of it where it used to be like this big rotating, you know, storm of makeup artists and clients. So it's definitely changed a lot. And that made me a little nervous because, you know, you can only have a handful of people at a time because if you're not available, they move on quickly because there's so many artists now. So I would rack my brain around like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I was like, I always wanted to see, you know, my own product line be something, you know, but I, and then one day my husband's like, let's do it. Let's just do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And to be totally honest, about seven years ago, I met somebody from New York who put us in touch with somebody else from New York. And we started to develop a line and we spent about a year developing in it. And then it just didn't work out. Um, we were about to you know, accept a lot of money to help do it. And then we had just a little bit of a falling out. And so that was a very good lesson for me. 
it was all meant to be. I believe that. I believe we're all like protected and what's supposed to come will. But so I was really scarred from it. And so I kind of just laid low for two years. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do this. And even though I had given them a lot of my ideas, I'm like, there's more ideas. And one thing that people would always be like, what do you put on the cheeks on the red carpet? And it was always this concoction I made with like four or five different items. And I was like, why don't I just make that? And so I started with that. And then, of course, by the time it was done, it took like a long time to develop, like over a year, maybe two years to develop. And then when we finally got it out, um, it was COVID. And I was like, should we do it? Should we not do it? Like, and my husband was like, let's just go for it. And it did really well. And it yeah. still does well. And we're, it's called Bly Lighter. It's a blush highlighter hybrid. And I love it. I think it's the best blush in the world. Like, it's so easy to use. It's foolproof. Um, everything's good for you. It's vegan, cruelty-free, natural, all the stuff. And I love it. So after that first dip in the pool, we were just going to see what happened. Yeah. Put our toe in, so to speak. And then after it did well, we were like, all right, let's keep going. Now, there's a lot of people that tout that they're indie brands. And then there's real indie brands. So yeah. To me, I'm a real indie brand. I pay for this myself. I don't have any, I have a couple small angel investors, but nothing like this is all out of my pocket. This is all me and my husband and like some other couple people we've hired to help. Like then there's indie brands that like start with like $5 million. So to me, it's like, there's this real I don't know. It just, it's like the story isn't totally honest out there. And people like to, and I'm like, you got five. If I had five, if I had a million dollars. Yeah. So my husband just says, I'm like the, the, um, tortoise, like the tortoise in the hair. Yeah. We are a slow rolling machine this year. We're going to come out with four more products, but it is, it takes so long because I have to sell in order to get the money to make something else. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's a very slow process that way. And everyone's like, are you going to go into stores? Are you going to, I'm like, I can't afford to fulfill that yet, but it's something that I'm working on. So we keep evolving and the business keeps evolving and I can't lose. So I'm just going to keep going and figure it out, you know? Well, what I, you know, look, there's so many, now there's so many different makeup lines that come out, right? And and it can get really confusing, but for so long, it was just the same ones, right? And I remember when MAC and NARS were coming out and they were kind of like, instead of just like Elizabeth Arden or Estee Lauder or whatever, and then, you know, those would come out. And then I remember the first makeup artist that I remember doing, it was Stila. Yes. Janine LaBelle. Yeah. And... I automatically trusted it more because it was a makeup artist, right? It was somebody who knew like there was a need, you know, that was that I didn't know or know how to do it, you know? Um, And I think there's so much to be said for that. Like look at Charlotte Tilbury and where that has gone. Um, And I knew Charlotte and her partner, Demetra from back in, I think I met them in 2010, 2011 and look where that's gone. And it all started because of the magic cream that she would put on because all the models makeup would get, their faces would get so dry from doing all the shows. And she was like, you know, and that's where her story came from. And, and it all is about ease. So, you know, you have all these celebrities doing it, but to me, it's like, it's not necessarily, I like, I personally, and I know a lot of my people, like, 
you know, my friends, et cetera, like, what does that have to, you know, do with anything? Like I represented Jay-Z for a long, you know, for 17 years. I did all his partnerships. Things were really authentic to him. It made sense. They were things that he used and his friends and in the culture that he was that he would then go and build these products, you know? And so I think it says so much and such a testament to when somebody who's an expert in it goes, there's something missing in this area. You don't realize that you need it, but I'm going to tell you, you need it. And then you're going to use it and realize, you know, because a lot of people like me, I'm not a big makeup person and, you know, I need somebody to tell me what's like new, hip, whatever, but I, I need my life to be very easy, very easy. And so you I love my demo. you're my demo. I'll get yeah. your address. I got to send you this stuff because <laughs> that's, I mean, you're my demo. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. You know, super fast, easy. You know, the fact that like people are putting on all these different like highlighters and I'm like, oh, why? It's like so easy. You know, I don't know how to do all of that. I just want somebody to tell me how to do three different steps and I can walk out the door and look great. Yeah. And I mean, that was impetus as well, because I know that there's a lot of people saying we're multitasking and we're this and we're that. But like when I was looking at Charlotte unfold and it's an amazing line, there's so many great products in her line. She's amazing. She's an amazing, you know, personality. Um, it's a lot of steps. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. I remember thinking that and I was like, as I unfold my products, it's going to be products. It's going to be less. It's like less noise. It's like, you know, you can use this on your eyes, lips and cheeks and be yeah. done. You, know, you can use and everything is multi, but it's like, I try everything. Like I'm sitting in my office right now and everything around me is filled with 8 million products that are sent to me on the daily because they want me to use them either in a video or on a client. And so I know texture. I know things. I know long lasting. I know yeah. what feels good, how it travels, how it looks after two hours in the heat or the cold or the whatever. So for me, I'm like this little scientist that like, you, you know, never had to take a science class, but I, <laughs> that, you know, I know what is good. And so yeah. I'm like, I can't tell you how many lines that I'm like, these celebrity lines too that come out and you're just like, everything is crap. And people at home don't realize that like, there's all these, it's called private label. There's just things that are already made on shelves that you can slap your name on and everybody like, I am a recording artist, so you should buy this because it's great. They're not developing from scratch. Their formulas have been used before. It's nothing great. And some of them cost $5 and some of them cost $50 and they're the exact same thing. Yeah, it's so true. And it's like, you could just blow off the wheels of this business. Like, I can't do it now. I'd have to wait till after I sell my my line. But there's a lot that the consumer doesn't know. And so I try in my daily, you know, on my social media to be very honest about stuff. Like even for my brand, I don't just talk about my brand every day. It's Jamie makeup. And I am not a third person person, but Jamie makeup is a brand that is my brand. It's about my life. It's about the fact that one day I'm wearing a hat and it's freezing and I'm have a kid homesick and I'm going to tell you about it. But the next day I'm going to be like, dude, you got to get this blood. You know what I mean? Like rather than just every day, I hate that. That always bothered me about everybody's social platform. It's like, I don't want to hear about your products every single day. Let me get further into it, into the scope of your business. Like, what else do you guys like besides makeup? I know you like makeup. Nobody uses the same line of everything every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quirky. Like, that might be some people's thing. But you know what I mean? It's like, 
Yeah. I can sit and talk about other brands and I can also tell you about my brand because it's bomb and everything I talk about is bomb. So take so a hit. What made you decide not to like raise money and do it that way? I mean, Jennifer, I tried to raise money. Oh, you I tried. Had, I got to have yeah. great sales. I've had 10 million meetings. You know, we have some bites here and there. We're too early. You yeah. know, we're too loud. We're too, no, I'm not I'm just kidding. We're not too loud, but <laughs> You know, people want to, sh- I think right now in, in, in this climate of finance, they want a sure thing. Like yeah. they want a sure thing without a doubt. The amount of people that are getting money. And I'm like, you think that's a sure thing? I can assure you it's not an a, sh- a sure thing. And, you know, people don't want to give a stranger money. So they don't know me. But um, that is the hardest thing. We have yeah. PR, we have innovation, we have growth, we have, you know, sales, we have everything that you could need to be a successful business except money, but I don't care. Like it's going to no, happen and we're going to find- happen because it's a natural for you to do it. And you get, you know, people will see it and use it and they'll trust you. And, you know, everybody you just named actually has that glowy skin like that you have right now. I have like raccoon eyes for my sunglasses <laughs> in um, Hawaii. Cause I just got back, but I'm fine with that. I'd rather have my Gucci sunglasses. Um, <laughs> We were in Oahu, actually. So nice. Um, No, it was great. Uh, It was only because it was um, a direct flight. And I thought Honolulu was on the big island because, you know, I don't know my geography. I'm a lawyer. (laughs) Um, And so so I was like, whatever, we need a vacation. I bought the plane tickets and then asked my travel agent to book a hotel. So it was great. But um, much, much needed um, sunshine. So, you know, look, if people want that and they want the natural look, I mean, obviously just look at your skin and look at like Chelsea Handler's and Kaylee Coco. Like it's all like very similar look, you know, it's like natural, glowy, youthful. Yeah. And I can't wait for you to send me some free stuff. You're going to love it. I mean, I, I'm looking at your cheeks and I'm like, they're screaming for it because you have the perfect cheeks for it. But, you know, back to what you were saying about raising money, I, you know, look, I love Rihanna. I, you know, grew up, you know, working with her in this business and, and I'm so happy for her success in Fenty. And then you, they look at Kylie and they think that they should, everything should be those two lines. You know, nobody looks at Charlotte Tilbury and realizes that she spent her whole life doing this line, even though it technically started in like 2008, 2009, something like that, you know, and it's only now when only, I mean, to have built to the valuation, but they have worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And, you know, it's, it's really hard, you know, to build those kinds of things. But, you know, building it like you are and having this real core product and then, you know, building onto it, that's an entirely respectable, great way to do it too. Jennifer Fisher, who's been on this podcast too, and, you know, she did same way. She's only recently been doing deals. I mean, and that's what her son is graduating. She started when Shane was a newborn and he's going to college next year, you know? And so that's how long she's been building it. Like nothing is built overnight. Nothing's built overnight. And they, they, once you like, you know, you make the deal, they think, where did she come from? You know? But I also feel like not getting everything is also like impetus for proving everyone wrong. Like I feel like being the kind of the underdog, because there is sort of like this, like, group of people that seem to be able to get anything funded. Um, so I do feel like a little bit of an underdog, which again was my lack of connections, but in the same sense, I use it as fuel to be like, I'm going to do it without that. 
Like I want to still do it. So for people that are having trouble, like it's fine. You can still do it. You know, if we need to borrow money from a bank, we'll do it, whatever it takes to get it done. Cause I know it's going to be great. So for the listeners, just know that like it, nothing is clean. Like every, you have to sacrifice at some area or, you know, whether it be money or PR or, you know, I'm lucky. I'm, I have people that know about me and, and I'm able to, you know, use that to get new customers. So I feel like there's some area that's always going to be problematic for anyone starting a business and it's okay. You just have to figure out the solutions to, to get past the yeah. problems. Well, the other thing is, uh, you know, the more that the company sells and is worth the better deal you're going to get if, and when you raise money, True. you know, yeah. Because when you start out, then, you know, you're giving away a big portion of your company and you have somebody all up in your business who wants to get paid back immediately. And, you know, look, sometimes you need it if you have a big, you know, a tech product or, you know, something with a lot of R&D or something that ha- requires a lot of, you know, packaging and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, so there's two sides to everything. There's always a way to do something. And, you know, you right now have the R&D done. You have your MVP and you're just, you know, and you're going to expand. Can you talk about anything that you're, any other products that are coming out? Um, I don't think we can yet, but they're going to be good. <laughs> we do, I mean, we um, can't. you're going to need them. We have um, an accessory coming out next and I'll send those to you too. They're so cute. And then we have like a more of a skincare line type of item. And then we have some actual more color. Uh, and it might be for the eyes, maybe. That's all I could say. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing this and you're going to start, it sounds like your husband's been a massive advocate of yours, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I always try to tell all of my clients, no matter what, too, is when they say like, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, when I ask them about a certain area of the business, like, I don't really know, or I don't really know how to do that. It's like, okay, that's okay. Like, that's fine. You're not supposed to know how to do all these things. You're supposed to hire the people to, to know how to do it. You need to know the experts. Is How are you getting all the stuff done? Yeah. So, I mean, for a long time, it was me and my husband and one other girl that we hired a young, out of college, fresh, you know, didn't know anything. She's like a pro now, but um, we all figured it out ourselves. And it was like, it was, it's crazy what goes into one product, just the amount of phone calls and the lab and the component tree and the secondary packaging. And there's so many different things that you have to think about. And we really like, we just muddled through it. Like we were just trying to figure it out and we pulled it off, but it was so intense. And so then we started the second product and we were like, we really have to raise money to hire some sort of product developer who's going to every single day follow up with these labs. Cause you know, when you have other things that you're doing, you forget a day and then that day turns into two weeks. So you can't forget a day to call somebody. So after two years with the little money that we raised, we were able to hire um, a production manager. So now we have the production manager, we have the general manager, the girl who started with us and then me and my husband and then my husband has a partner they have a creative studio so they do all the creative together amazing um, we have like major synergies in our businesses so we were yeah. able like each item that comes out through Jamie makeup is a different artist somewhere in the world so this was a guy named Yeye Weller 
This was a woman named Nick Mack. Yeah, is from um, Amsterdam, Nick Mack, London. And all the products that are coming down the pipeline are all different artists in the world. And my husband's partner is a creative who was able to help, you know, with brand identity and, and reeling in the artists and, you know, making that. That's a big thing, right? That is like, and if you really hire somebody like your husband's company, it can be really expensive, but using your resources to the best. Yeah. It's called bootstrapping is what they call it. And we (laughs) just all we do. (laughs) No, I think it's all, I think it's exciting. And I think, you know, there's so many different ways to do things and knowing that, you know, women get 2% of venture funding and it's only seems to stay the same or go down. Like, why are we trying to get into a system that doesn't want us, you know? Like it's true. figure out other ways. And this is what like the Justice Department was started to build the matriarchy and, you know, taking care of lady business to like introduce women to other women who do things and buy their products and walk the talk and, you know, keep our own revenue system going. And, you know, that's the way we can really make things change and, you know, to buy products from people who are experts and, you know, really care about what we're putting on our bodies and in our bodies and, and for our families. So um, I love everything that you're doing. It's great. Thank you. And you just summed it up so nicely. I will say this, like when you find women that really want women to win, it's such a powerful combination. Have you heard of the brand Thrive Cosmetics? Yeah. That's who do you think did my eyebrows today? (laughs) So the founder of Thrive Cosmetics is Krissa Bodner. She's a dear friend of mine. Actually, we're going to be in New York. We should all have lunch. I'd love that. Um, You should have her on the show. She is amazing. I met her when she just started Thrive. Yeah. And we met at this like conference of like leaders and we, she, I was like, I've heard about your line. I think it's amazing. Cause it was kind of based on that Tom's business um, idea yeah. where you get one, you give one. And she started it cause she lost her best friend from cancer. So her first product was like the brows and the lashes for mm-hmm. chemo. You lose all your hair. And my mom had passed away from cancer. So we met and we instantly like we're attracted to each other. And we're like, she's like, do you want to create a gloss after your mother? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we named one of the block, I'm calling it a gloss, glosses Ruth <laughs> after my mom. And it's still like her best selling gloss. And I got to know her and her brand mission. And I loved it so much. She would always try to like pay me to promote stuff. And I would never take the money. I'd be like, just donated it to cancer research. And I would put it on every single celebrity. I'd get them to hold it. I'd put it on co- I put it on magazine covers. I anywhere I could get it, I would get it because I was like, not only do I love the product, but I love the mission and the woman behind it. So I was all in on her. Yeah. So cut to seven years later, you know, she was one of my angel investors. Amazing. She puts me on her you know, Instagram talking about like, yeah, I have a full line that I'm selling, but I love Bly Lighter. Like. That is women supporting women in the finest. Also, I would never take money from her. So I did a lot of like, you know, press for her or I would do like desk sides with editors for a new launch. And I'm like, just donate the money. So of course, her giving back to me was giving us some cash to start this thing. And also during the pandemic, she sent me Peloton. No. She's like, are you going to be home on Monday? And I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, I'm having a Peloton delivered. You need to do it. And I'm like, okay. Amazing. 
Like how beautiful is that? That's I mean, a good friend. Yes. Good friend. And it's somebody that like, I don't know, women need to be more like that and be more, it's like, don't be threatened by each other. Like we, there's so much room for all of us. Like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's a massive, there's a total economy called the patriarchy with men doing the same thing and hitting each other off and breaking each other off. Exactly. And that's yeah. So Rebecca Minkoff, you know, Rebecca, yeah, good friend of mine. And one of the reasons when we were starting the justice department and she hadn't started female founders collective yet, you know, we were having lunch and she said, why do you think things aren't working out for women as much? And, you know, why, why does it feel like we're not getting anywhere in business? And I was like, honestly, like I do a deal for a guy and they make money and I get a $5,000 bag. I've never gotten a bag from a woman. I once got a Birkin bag as a finder fee from a man. Oh. You know, and whenever I would do stuff for Jay, like, you know, I would get these, you know, things of real value, you know, and instead, like I get asked all the time, hey, you know, anybody? And it's like, yeah, if I know somebody, but if you, you know, that's one thing, but if you get a million dollars, $10 million, I want 5% of that. Mm -hmm. I should get 5% of that. That's not like in the music industry, it's so standard. But, you know, it's like training, like not training, but like under, you know, letting, women understand how men do business. Like when they do deals, it's like they don't have to have anything in writing and they'll send somebody a $50,000 watch. Like this is about putting money in each other's pockets because when we build the wealth of women, we've never had a capitalist society where anybody other than white men were were in charge of it, right? Right. So what if we had a capitalist society where women were a part of it too? We're 51% of the population. What would we do with it? Would we give it, you know, would all of us get on a plane, go to a private island from our female business manager to have sex with underage boys? I seriously (laughs) doubt it. You know, maybe in hundreds of years from now. That's not the first thing on my mind, you know? And so there's like so much to be done and there's so much room. And so Rebecca and I had that lunch. I was telling her these stories and I was like, we need to give each other money when we give each other business. And of course, by the time I got um, to my desk, I was working in another company at the time. I had a bag on there. She'd sent me a bag saying, I'm so happy to be the first woman to get you a bag. That's but that's what so really nice. it's what it's about, you know? And I've bought I know her bags before. <laughs> huh? I've bought her bags before. There you go. See? So, you know, there is a world and and that is existing. And I think, you know, me too opened the doors so much to every woman going, you know what, we're not alone. You know, and it's not just the sexual assault part, but it's just just the, you know, being demeaned, undervalued, underappreciated. And, you know, I think we're all coming together more and more and more. And, you know, I love highlighting other women. I love when women hire me. I love getting them bigger deals. I love it when they make money and being unapologetic about it because it might not buy all the happiness in the world, but it buys convenience. And that is one of the biggest, the lack of convenience or inconvenience or not having money is one of the biggest stressors and anxiety ever. So, you know, all these things really matter. Um, And it's really important that, you know, we're out there spreading the love. So, you know, yes, when you come to New York. Okay. <laughs> For sure. We gotta have a lunch. We'll have a power lunch. I love it. I love it. Ladies lunch. Um, wow. Look, I know that you're also very busy. So, um, you know, our time is coming to an end. But there's one thing that I do um, love to ask everybody. And that is, what is the worst advice you've ever received? I think it's really hard to answer this question because... It's hard to really pick one thing, but I think the worst advice that I was ever given 
was that I have to work within the trends and constraints of the cosmetics business when I started doing this. Like, like everyone was like, your packaging is too much. It's, you know, the colors are wrong, the it's too much. And you should really have, you know, 10 SKUs when you start because you're not really a lot. Like all these things. And you should be, you know, when I go to these makeup shows, they're like, you have to go check out all the innovation because, and I'm like, but everybody comes out with the same innovation. I'm sent it every spring and fall and summer. Like everybody goes to these shows, everybody gets the same shit and packages it differently. And I'm like, why? And so I would say to counter the worst advice I've ever gotten is literally be yourself and stick to your guns. And, you know, if you think it's awesome, someone else will think it's awesome. There, that is like buying your shit. That is such a common thread throughout whenever I ask that is trust your instinct. Mm-hmm. Everyone trust your instincts because, you know, we're born with it and it matters and, you know, listen to it and, you know, and it, yeah, and it women, works. Women are witch. You guys were witches. I know. Like, I love it. We can tap in. So really listen to your, that's what, that's the gift we have besides many other things, but we are intuitive besides giving life, you know, yeah. Besides giving life and being good at everything and multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So people want to find you and Jamie makeup. How do they do that? You can follow me on any social media at Jamie makeup and you can get my products at jamiemakeup.com. You can also get um, on my crew list, which is free. And it just offers like all the best of the best discounts and tells you about different things that I'm in love with or different tutorials, breakdowns of makeup looks that I do on the red carpet. And it's just a fun little like area to connect. And if you want to just lose yourself um, in some time, follow Jamie on TikTok. We can hear all about how her husband bought her first, um, you know, what My pads, tampons. Tampons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the tips, you know, and tricks yes, of the other makeup. And tampons. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone that was listening today. I am Jennifer Justice. And this was Taking Care of Lady Business.